The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. About five years ago, Liz O'Donnell, the chairperson of the Road Safety Authority, said that their target was to get to 120, or rather to to bring about a reduction to 120 fatalities a year in Ireland. Last year, that number was north of 180, which is 150% of that target. Does that mean, Liz O'Donnell, and you're very welcome to the programme, does that mean that those targets are now a pipe dream? No, I, d- I don't think so. I know those targets are ambitious and, uh, you know, we need to be ambitious about reducing fatalities on our roads. Uh, and uh, as a community, as a country, we have been successful over the, the last 20 years in bringing down fatalities and serious injuries on our roads. But unfortunately, the last two years, we've seen a, a, a trend that's going upwards. And uh, I'm conscious that people listening this morning may have recently been bereaved. Already this year, we've had 10, 11 fatalities. And oh, last year, as you say, Anton, 188 people lost their lives. So those those uh, those crashes are still being investigated. So I don't want anything I say but statistics or trends. I'm not referring to those cases because they're still being investigated. Uh, but no, we have ambitious targets. We're trying to reduce fatalities down by 50% by 2030. Uh, I still think that's possible. We've done it before. Uh, Ireland brought down road fatalities by 66% um, when we started, you know, at the Road Safety Authority all those years ago. So Although it seems when you, look at those, it. when you look at those numbers, Liz O'Donnell, it seems to some extent that you, you, you hit a point of diminishing returns because there was a precipitous drop from 2005. I mean, a halving in road deaths. Yeah. But then in 2011, you had 180 something, 2013, 180 something, 2014, 192, 2016, 182, and last year, 188. So the the graph hasn't moved much in the last decade or so. Well, uh, we believe it it is, and we just want to keep going downwards. Um, I mean, I think this year, this 21% increase over last year, you know, was very, very depressing and very disappointing for all of us who are working in road safety. Um, I think looking at the trends, we can see, unfortunately, that um, 26% uh, of all fatalities were aged 16 to 25. So that's an awful lot of young people have have died on our roads last year. Uh, And that's, I think, uh, half were under under 35. So we have a job of work here in in education and awareness uh, and in enforcement. Um, and we have changed our media strategy um, very recently, actually, to to actually break through uh, to that youth cohort who are drivers uh, because they don't listen to uh, traditional media, radio and television. Uh, so we have uh, various digital campaigns um, and social social channels, channels and messaging uh, customised for those channels to reach those target audiences. Um, and as you know, it's an increasingly fragmented media landscape. So hopefully that will get through to our, our young drivers. Um, we have a big problem, unfortunately, with drinking and driving again. Uh, we had thought we had made some progress on this, but unfortunately it's creeping back up. Uh, recent research that we did showed that uh, one in 10 drivers um, admitted to having uh, dr- driven uh, with drink taken uh, in the last year. Uh, so that's one in 10 is very high. 
And also with speeding, one in two drivers are admitting uh, to uh, driving over the speed limit in urban areas. Well, can uh, I, can I pick up on the issue of, of speeding of, in urban areas? And that's particularly where pedestrians and cyclists are most at risk. Can I ask Last, about the alcohol yeah, issue, Liz O'Donnell, yeah. because that seems is massively significant. You, you have a yeah. situation where 40%, according to your own numbers, 40% of driver fatalities show that the driver involved had alcohol in their system. 50% of pedestrian fatalities show that the pedestrian had alcohol in their system. And of that, half of them were more than four times what would be the, considered the, the legal limit. There's an extraordinary drink problem, isn't there? There is. Um, and we had a we had a we had a international conference yesterday in UCD where the Medical Bureau of Road Safety outlined those figures, um, and uh, it was clear from the analysis of the specimens taken at fatal uh, crashes uh, that people weren't just over the limit; they were well over the limit. Uh, and this is why we are focusing attention now on ways to prevent and remind people uh, that it's totally unacceptable to drink and drive uh, and that it, it, the minister is considering the introduction of alcohol ignition locks, interlocks, which basically is a breathalyzer in your car, which tests your breath. And then the car won't start if you're over the limit. Uh, these are used very successfully in other countries and are particularly useful for repeat offenders. But what do you do about the pedestrian problem? I mean, if you look at the, the last year before COVID and this year, the increase in, in pedestrian deaths in, in 2019, 27 pedestrians were killed. Last year, 44 were killed. Yeah. And, and what the numbers reveal is, according to the RSA, 70% of pedestrian fatalities, it is the pedestrian who is culpable and half of them have been drinking, 98% of them not wearing high-vis vests. That's a significant issue. Yeah, but, you know, pedestrians always come out the worst. I mean, I think, it, I really do believe that the driver, the motorist, has the greater responsibility in relation to pedestrians. Uh, pedestrians are the most vulnerable of road users. And I know we advise people and we get out high-vis for people. But half of those pedestrians, of those 44 people last year, they were in urban areas. So they were killed they were killed by drivers who were going too fast, in my view. Um, most but that, drivers but that's are... But that's, that's not what your numbers reveal. I mean, when, when you look at the actual pedestrian deaths, one in ten of them were lying in the road. Just under one in ten were simply standing in the street. One in five stepped into traffic. And according yeah. to your... Uh, and it's the RSA's express view that it is 70% pedestrian culpability. But yes, and yet one, uh, half of those pedestrians in urban areas were crossing the road. You know, I mean, of course, there's responsibility on all road users to look after themselves and to look after other people. But I, I don't want to get into the blame game of blaming pedestrians for being run over by cars. Um, of course, there are some people who are they're drinking too much. They're not taking care. They're not making sure they're getting home safe. Um, but I, I believe driving is, is a more serious um, awareness that we have to raise in terms of pedestrian death and cycle and cycle serious injuries as well. Um, uh, it, but if culpability, Oslo I mean, again, I'm, I'm not blaming any of the individuals who are, but if, if you've got Oslo 70% culpability by your own description with pedestrians, that's a very difficult thing to solve because if, if they're not wearing high-vis vests, if people are stepping out into the street drunk, that's a, a much more difficult thing to solve than putting out police checkpoints for motorists, isn't it? It is, of course. It's complex. I mean, people get killed on Irish roads for a variety of reasons. Um, and pedestrians being our most uh, vulnerable, 
uh, road user uh, are actually, you know, at highest risk, particularly when cars are going too fast in urban areas. Um, you know, the, the vast amount of, of our fatalities take place on rural roads uh, and, and there is a gender issue as well. Um, and we're looking at that uh, of the people who died, you know, but the vast majority of them were males. Um, so, you know, there's a gender issue, there's a youth issue, there's a drink issue, and increasingly there's a drug issue. Um, I was looking at the Garda figures, and um, for drink driving, there were 5,733 arrested for drink driving last year, and drug driving was 3,130. So, you know, there's there's big numbers of people uh, using drugs while driving, and that impairs your driving and uh, people are making bad decisions, and we have to try and convince them never ever to drink or use drugs before they're driving. Can and I pick up on the obviously on the we're calling out to issue. young people to listen you, to this message? Can I pick up on the gender issue because the gender figures are are stark, uh, other than passengers in cars, which obviously are a mixed group. So when you look at um, drivers, pedestrians, cyclists, and motorcyclists, the male skew is, I would have thought, a significant issue for you. In in driver fatalities, it's 86% male. In pedestrian fatalities, it's 66% male. In cyclist fatalities, it's 90% male. And in motorbike fatalities, it's 97% male. This is an almost exclusively male issue, isn't it? Well, 144 males were killed and 40 women. So it is. We have a gender problem and that's, that's been the case for a long, long time. Um, so our, our, we are trying to cut through in our awareness campaigns and our education campaigns to uh, young male drivers uh, who tend to be more reckless, uh, tend to speed more uh, and tend to drink more, unfortunately, when they're, when they're driving. So it, our research figures are showing that very clearly over the last few years. But why uh, does it crop up with pedestrians and cyclists? Why? Why is it more? Uh, as in two thirds of, of pedestrians who are killed are men. 90% of cyclists who are killed are men. Yeah, well, uh, well, uh, more, maybe more people are are motorcyclists are male. Um, so uh, the motorcyclists, twenty seven motorcyclists were all male who died. So I mean, perhaps it's okay. Women don't drive motorcyclists. No, sorry, cyclists. You when you look at the cyclist deaths, you're at ninety percent male. Motorcyclists ninety seven percent. There is just such a significant male skew across everything. Of course, there is. I'm not denying that, Anton. No, that's absolutely true. But does it go to a suggestion that what you, it isn't an overall enforcement, it isn't an overall communication issue, it is something to do with male behaviour, is it? It is, certainly. Everything to do with male behaviour and that's why uh, we're trying to, you know, raise awareness and have education programmes. We're now engaging with the Department of Education to have um, to have uh, driver education and road safety education in all schools, not just in TY. Uh, and the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, is very interested in helping us with that. Um, but the enforcement is is an issue as well. Male drivers, young male drivers, will take the risk if they think they're not going to be caught. If they think they're going to be caught, they behave better because the notion of being put off the road for drink driving uh, for three months or six months is horrific to them. That's actually, for them, it would be a greater reason not to drink um, than uh, having an accident. They're, they're so dependent on their cars and their social life, particularly in, your, in rural areas, um, that uh, they, would, they would be horrified by being put off the road. But uh, people are being put off the road 
um, and the guards are reporting over the Christmas period were very high levels of people arrested for drink driving. And why do you think the attitude to drink driving has changed? Because your own um, data recently showing that one in 10 Irish motorists admitted to uh, driving in the last 12 months having consumed alcohol. A quarter of motorists who have a history of collisions saying that they've consumed alcohol before driving and a huge softening in the attitude towards drink driving and how um, malicious it is seen to be. Yes, uh, and that's a concern to us and that's why we we, we raised these issues at, our, at the conference uh, yesterday. So we're looking at other ways in which to uh, prevent people who particularly who have had um, accidents or crashes due to drink driving, in other words, re-offenders. In other countries, uh, significant progress has been made by the judiciary in having the capacity to order uh, repeat offenders to be off the road or to use uh, alcohol locks. Uh, and they've worked very successfully in other countries, uh, in Spain and Poland, uh, Lithuania, etc. So we had that experience being explained to us yesterday. And the Minister Chambers has ordered that an investigation and um, be put into having these um, interlocks. They are available on a voluntary basis for bus coaches uh, in Ireland at the moment, uh, but it would be a bigger job of work and legislation would be needed to introduce them uh, to be mandated uh, on um, on buses uh, and private coaches and all the rest of it, where, where people, drivers, professional drivers, can be tested as to their competence and um, uh, for driving by this alcohol lock. Uh, and what basically, it's a little breathalyzer. I saw it yesterday. It's a very small little device, which is a breathalyzer in the vehicle. Uh, the person has to drive, has to blow into the vehicle, test the breath, and the ignition just won't start if if there's any alcohol in the breath. Uh, you, we began by talking about the the original targets five years ago of 120 yeah. road deaths. What's the current target? The the current the current target. Well, this year we've had 188. We're hope are hoping to get down to reduce fatalities by 50. percent That would be 122 by the end of the year. No, no, by 2030. Liz O'Donnell, thank you very much. That is Liz, Liz O'Donnell, chair of the Road Safety Authority. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.